Before we dive into this podcast, when I do appreciate you listening, but before you catch the disease, I'm going to do itis and put it off for later. Please go right now and check out AskMeYourQuestion.com. Once again, that is AskMeYourQuestion.com. It's just a landing page with a survey on it geared towards helping business owners who may be struggling. I noticed over 20 plus years that there's four areas that most businesses suffer from. They're either struggling, trying to get more traffic to their website, leads is not converting, they want to sell more of their product or services and they're just stuck and don't know how to get there. And the sad part is the follow-up system. Over 87% of businesses that I've encountered either have a weak follow-up system or a non-existent follow-up system. And let me tell you right now, the money is in the follow-up and you're leaving millions of dollars on the table by not having a follow-up system in place. Once again, go check me out and ask me your question if you're struggling or you need a little help or need a little advice at askmeyourquestion.com. There was a wise man that once told me that information is the only thing that you have with you that you can give away and still have it all with you. And that's been my motto, and that's the reason that I try to help as many people as I can. After all, it's only information. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, hello, it's your main man, Tim Beecham here, a.k.a. America's Favorite Digital Marketer. At least, that's what my mama tells me. And as we all know, mama's always right. Before I dive in uh, with my uh, lesson of the day, if you will, I'm sitting out in front of the chiropractor's office recording this podcast on my phone because I called my chiropractor earlier this morning and said, can you get me in today? Because you know, my back's feeling a little off and I'd rather catch it early than for it to turn into something else. You have to keep that maintenance up when you're a little older. He said, sure, sure, it's real slow. Just come on in. I have you in and out in five minutes or less. So I drive all the way across town, get there. Office is packed. <laughs> you know, the office is packed. He looks at me, he starts laughing. He says, dude, you're not going to believe it. Soon as uh, I hung up with you, it just seemed like people start coming in. So I'm sitting out of my car in the parking lot, and I figure... This is net time. Let me get on and uh, share some information with you guys. One of the things I want to share with you is I had a Zoom call with a group of uh, young adults over in Europe um, yesterday. And it's, I think it's called Young Entrepreneurs or something like that. But, you know, it was this, you know, your average thing. They're asking me questions about the Internet, being an entrepreneur, making money on the Internet, et cetera, et cetera. And then one uh, young, young lady uh, asked me a really good question. She said, if I had to narrow down one skill that I would advise someone to get into as far as uh, digital marketing, the internet and online and stuff like that, that would have longevity in the future. I said, well, I have no way of telling the future, but I can give you my opinion. And of course, she she wanted to have a good income. And I thought about it for a minute and and, and I've answered similar questions, but it for whatever reason, it hit different when she asked me yesterday. And without a shadow of a doubt, I would have to say copywriting. I mean, trying to build an e-commerce store and all that kind of stuff, that's cool. But if you master the craft of copywriting, you will be able to eat forever. Now think about what I'm saying and why I am saying that. Every movie you watch started with copywriting. Every song that you love started with copywriting. Copywriting is nothing more than the words on, uh, you know, digital screen or on paper, notebook or whatever that is meant to invoke you in some kind of way. 
So the difference between copywriting that I do, like marketing and sales, I want to invoke someone to take action to either join a list or to opt in to something or to buy something. When I'm writing for my clients, I am writing to, I'm selling the click. Like for one client, I did a email sequence when I really, I'd rather consult and tell them what to do, but I'm not going to lie. They, they, they bribed me. They bribed me very well. And I, I did a 90-day email sequence for them, which I even told them, I said, man, you're paying me way too much to do this. So, well, it's cheaper for you to do it than us to do it, and these guys don't really know what they're doing. So I wrote out a 90-day um, email sequence for them, and it ended up, they made, I think, like, a little over, I'm going to underestimate because I don't have the numbers right here with me. They made a little over $6 million in that 90 days from my email sequence because I sold the click. And the people went to the landing page and they took them up on their offer. Or a lot of them did not. I don't want you to think $6 million. I mean, uh, all the people that on their list took them up on their offer. Of course it didn't. However, if you learn how to copyright, you will be able to eat forever, no matter whether you want to. I say get into marketing and sales copywriting. There's companies out there that need that really bad. One of my, uh, should I even say, well, forget it. I'm just telling you guys, don't tell anybody I said this, okay? Because we're going to keep this between you and I. One of my favorite magazines that I love to read uh, all the time, which is uh, one of the few things that I read that's outside of marketing and sales and motivational stuff is the Rob Report. And some of the writing in that Rob Report, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves. And I often said that I wanted to write to them and say that, hey, I could do a better job. I'll write for free just to prove to you that I can convert better than anybody. Well, not for the Rob Report, but the advertising agency that wrote the ad for the advertisement that was in there. Now, here it is. You're trying to get someone to pique their interest on a watch that cost over a million dollars. And your writing just, <laughs> it just sucks. It just sucks. And uh, what are some other good examples of, of copywriting that um, sales? Anything you see, billboards, audio books you listen to, which is kind of shame. That I, I'm guilty of listening to a lot of audio books, but I prefer to read a book because just I can listen to an audio book in net time, no extra time. And and what makes it really fun for me, and even now with copywriting and uh, how it amazes me, and I still get tickled that I would get a ten thousand dollar check for writing copy is because when I was when I was young, I watched people go digging this up and bring this all up again and start a whole bunch of stuff. When I was young, uh, probably around the seventh, eighth grade, I made it all the way up to the spelling bee finals. We're sitting there and they call my name. Uh, Mr. Beach, will you please step up to the podium? I walk up to the podium. They had to put a little crate there for me because I was so little that I... <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't as big as other kids. I did get a growth spurt. Let me just say that now. Let me just say that. And I stood up on the thing, and I'm standing there, and I look out into the crowd. I'm sweating. And I look over, and I see my mother. And she has that, you know, the mother look on her face where she's smiling, and she's, you know, she's proud of her son. This is I'm, I'm, this is my first time coming up to the, mo- the, the podium. Mr. Beecham, the word is spelling bee. And they had annual spelling bee in the back of the room on a big banner back there. You heard the crowd gasp, and they was like, man, this dude gets this easy word. Just that. 
At the time when they were gasping, I thought, oh my God, I, I panicked. I panicked. It was nothing more than panic. I, I bent over to the microphone and I said, could you use that in a sentence? Oh, the crowd gasped again. <laughs> I was nervous. Let me, I, I can't emphasize that enough. And finally, I started spelling the word. Then I heard the crowd gasp again and they're giggling. The judges had to tell them to calm down. Even the judge was laughing when he told me, that's incorrect. Uh, sorry, Mr. Beecham. Just that. So I misspelled spelling bee in a spelling championship. And now I'm a copywriter and get paid a lot of money. Well, copywriting is not just one of the many things that I do, but copywriting pays very well, very well. Even on the low end, if you just, and now copywriting is easier than ever because you got Grammarly and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to go wrong. But I will share one more thing with you before I wrap this up and go here and check and see if I can weasel my way in here for my appointment. Copyright, if you go back and look up some of the greatest copy from like uh, Gary Helbert, um, Dan Kennedy, uh, even Frank Hearn stuff, um, Billie Jean, um, David Ogilvie to go old school, and you were to take their copy and put it in Grammarly, it would say that it was horrible. Grammarly, because I've done it. That's how I know that they, they would say that. So when I talk to clients, I, I tell them that I'm not an English major. I'm not a, a, a matter of fact, I misspell spelling bee in the spelling bee contest. But what I do know how is to construct words on the page to invoke people to take action. I use a lot of ellipsis when I, when I write. I break my sentences up. I don't have like, I may not have like four or five sentences to make a paragraph. So grammatically, according to the English that they teach in college and the structure that they teach, that's not what I do. And the, it, the one company that I wrote the email sequences for, I had to explain that to him first before I get in for you hire me, for you spend all this money on me. I need you to know I'm writing because I understand that I'm selling the click. The wording may not be proper or it, it may not come across as eloquent as you may want it to, but I promise you it will convert. So if you had to learn one skill to master for your business, or if you want to start a new career, or whatever the case may be, master the skill of copywriting. Study some of the greats. Forget some of these people I hear now. To, I don't want to knock anybody's copywriting courses because I usually I spend thousands of dollars a month on buying courses, and most of the courses are. <laughs> I'm not. I don't like putting anybody down, so I'm just going to skip that. Go look at some of the, the greats. Go look at some of. Um, and that spam you get in there, the spam that catches your eye, start saving that in your email, start saving that in the spam folder. Study what they wrote that caught your attention. The good ones, keep them. Study it. The junk mail you get, keep them in a little folder. Put them in a little box. I have a little box that I throw my junk mail in, and when I'm sitting around, I'll go back and look through it to study the headline. What color combination did they use? What kind of graphics did they use? What captures my attention? What do I have to say about that? So find your style, find your voice, and start copywriting. You can copyright, you can solicit local businesses that have a blog that they're not kind of updating because the internet's made on content. You can help a local business just by writing thousand-word articles for their blog that you post two or three times a week. You can make them not a decent living. It depends on what you call a decent living. You have to define that. But you can make a revenue stream just from doing something as simple as that. And the tools that they have out there nowadays make it incredibly easy
for you to accomplish that. All right, this is your man Tim Beecham, America's favorite digital marketer, signing off. Uh, oh, hold on, one more copywriter. This is a PS at the end of this podcast. First PS that will be done on the podcast. David Ogilvie is another guy you want to study, and Gary Halbert. I mentioned their names earlier, but look up uh, the Gary Halbert letters. That was a guy that was copywriting. He made money from copywriting back in the day, and the only means he had was to post in newspapers and, and uh, magazines. And he was selling so much stuff that he didn't have time to <laughs> mail it all out. And he was partying, too. He was an irresponsible businessman, in my opinion. And he ended up going to jail over that. But he came back out, wrote more sales letters, and made millions. So those are people you need to study their stuff. Just Google it and look it up. It's all over the Internet. You can find their examples of ads. All right, this is the PSS, and I'm going to say it again. This is your main man, Tim Beecham, America's favorite digital marketer, at least according to my mother, signing off.